The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them. But the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold the bridegroom, come out and meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for there may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants. Buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came. Those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Jesus said, Therefore, stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. During Mass today, we're going to use a number of different languages. Mainly we use what we would call American English, and if you've ever traveled to another English uh, speaking country, you realize that <clears throat> American English is a little bit different than like over in Scotland or something like that. But we'll also use Latin and Greek and Aramaic words. Some of these words have been so much integrated into our daily lives that we really fail to realize that we're speaking a foreign language. For instance, amen. It's a Hebrew word meaning so be it. Hallelujah is another Aramaic or Hebrew word which expresses joy. And then we use the, the Greek phrase. Some people think it's Latin, but it's not. It's Greek, Kyrie eleison, which means Lord have mercy. And you guys really need to work on that. <laughs> so the Mass originally was in Aramaic. So that's the language of the people. Then it was in Greek. That was the language of the people. Then it was in Latin. That was the language of the people. Now it's in our own vernacular languages. But there's holdovers from those earlier masses. And again, like I said, it's a foreign language, and yet we kind of fail to realize it when we would say amen. We think, well, that's an English word. No, Aramaic. Words have meaning. Words will create. Words has the ability to sustain. Therefore, when a young Jewish girl in her early teens was visited by the angel Gabriel, and when she was asked, would she be willing to be the mother of her Savior, her response was, fiat, let it be so. Let it be so. This word appears in the Latin translation of the book of Genesis. 
when the Lord God said, let there be light, fiat lux, let there be light. And in a legal sense, if you would use that word fiat, that means you have the authority, the power to make it so. Let it be so. But prior to Mary, prior to her giving her her fiat, she first questioned, she pondered, she reflected, and then she responded to the angel Gabriel. I always like to point out that the angel Gabriel, in response to her question, did not give her the full answer. She didn't fully understand what she was walking into. And yet, she was prepared. She had the courage to give her fiat. She had the courage to say, let it be so. Words have power. That's why after this four-hour homily, we're going to... Just making sure you're still awake. We're going to stand and we're going to either pray the Constantinople Nicene Creed, which is the longer one, or the Apostles' Creed. And those words have power. And they begin, both of them, with I believe. These words give us the power to be able to say, let it be so to the faith that we're professing. You and I are are stewards of this faith. This faith has been given to us as a gift. We didn't invent it. We didn't create it. Our faith has lovingly been given to us just as Jesus was lovingly given to Mary. So this fall, as we begin to renew our commitment of being a good steward of the faith that we have been given, I wanted to draw your attention to three ways, three areas that you can be a good steward of your faith. First is what you're doing right now, keeping holy Sunday. You and I as Christians, we believe that Jesus rose from the dead. He didn't remain on the cross. He rose from the dead. On Sunday. Therefore, Sundays are a holy day. It's a day for prayer. It's a day to attend Mass. It's a day to engage in activities as a family or as a community that's going to build one another up, not divide us. The second way we can steward our faith that we've been given is by gratitude. We as Christians, we believe that everything Everything we've been given is a gift. Therefore, we want to return what we have been given. Not 10%, 100%, our very life. We call this stewardship. Gratefully recognizing and receiving the gift of our life and our faith. Gratitude. And finally, after gratefully recognizing and receiving the gift of our life and our faith, then we want to share it in love of God and neighbor. We don't want to just keep it to ourselves. We really want to share our faith. We call this evangelization. Sundays, gratitude, and evangelization. So in the midst of this COVID storm, We have the opportunity of keeping 
Sunday holy as a family, especially in our homes. It's in our homes that the church truly resides. It's going to be in the home that acts of stewardship are going to be important. Caring for one another. Serving one another. You know, sometimes it's easier to care and to serve for a total stranger than it is someone in your own home. But stewardship begins in the home, flows to the parish, and from the parish to the wider community. And finally, evangelization. I don't know about you, but I find it easier to share my my faith, my love of the Eucharist, my desire to go to confession, to live the sacramental life of the church. I can do that to total strangers easier than to a brother or a sister, a mother or father or a child. And yet, if we're not able to share our faith with our family whom we live with, how can we possibly share it with our neighborhood? Words have meaning. Words create. Words sustain. Today we join that young Jewish girl who was first visited by the angel Gabriel, and she was she, like us, was asked to accept Jesus into our lives. Today, we're being asked to follow him by being good stewards of the life and the faith that he has given us. What will our response be? Are we willing to say fiat? Let it be so.